The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Due to the ongoing pandemic and to follow social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was pre-recorded over Skype. Hello, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm host Michael Dow. Uh, I'm joined tonight by Sue Timberlake and John Roberts. Are you there? Hello. And uh, after I get through the uh, opening business, we're going to start talking about the debate. Uh, uh, thankfully, Sue is all organized and, on, and, and with it today, so, uh, you know, as... I never am. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll uh, try and cover all the, the major topics of the debate. And then uh, maybe in the second half, talk about actually <clears throat> sort of the, the meta details of the whole thing. If that isn't too confusing. Anyway, uh, we would love to hear from our listeners. Uh, so there's a few ways you can get in touch with us. First off, email civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. That's how you can reach us there. Uh, on Twitter, it's at CivilPoliticsFM. Uh, on Facebook, it's Facebook.com slash CivilPoliticsRadio. And if you just want to come straight to our dedicated website, that's quite simply CivilPoliticsRadio.com. And that's got our trusted uh, news search, uh, news sources search, and uh, recordings of pretty much every ever episode we've ever done, and supplemental episodes, and all kinds of other good stuff like that. Uh, also, just a reminder, uh, what is this, the 23rd? So there's only, uh, as we're recording, well, as the show is airing, there's only 25 more days until the election. So uh, if you haven't uh, done what you need to do to get an absentee ballot and you want one, do it now. Uh, I'm reminded because mine just came in the mail today or yesterday. So, yeah, so that's good. And... Uh, it's certainly the, the, the stakes aren't getting lower as things are going on. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, uh, before we get into the debate, did you guys see the, the president's now doing infomercials for drug companies? So, it's good to see he's already lining up a glide path for post presidency. <laughs> I haven't seen yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> by the way, we, uh, we recorded our show on Thursday. And on Friday, the pre the president and like fifty other people announced they had COVID. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's Excellent. True. Excellent stuff. That's Love true. It. They so just I didn't mean, want frankly, to boost our ratings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they they said they waited to announce so they wouldn't completely disrupt the market, which I actually completely understand. Sure. <laughs> yeah, they did it at what six o'clock or something. I forget. Yeah. After after the close of four thirty. Oh, like yeah. yeah. He put up a tweet like on Friday morning at like one AM. Yeah. So Yeah, no, it uh sorry. The uh th thing that really struck me about it is uh, you know, we'd had this whole discussion about how terrible that first debate was. And now legitimately I don't know if there'll be more debates for a variety of reasons, but Let's let's save that for the second half, um, because talking <clears throat> about how the debate worked is, I think, uh, 
uh, uh, something to get into after we talk about what they actually talked about. But uh, yeah, so Sue, uh, uh, I listened to it in the car while I was driving last night, so I wasn't able to take any notes, and you know, I'm super blonde, so it's all kind of a blur, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How did we they, start again? That's, that's why they kept this debate so simple, just so us, you yeah. know, you blondes could understand. Well, there were, there were um, the moderator was Susan Page, and um, there were eight topics. I'll just read them, and then we could start at the beginning if you want. Um, number one was the pandemic. Two was the role of vice president, especially with the age of the two potential presidents. Three was economy. Four was climate change. Five was the relationship with China and really leadership in the world. Six was the Supreme Court. Seven was civil rights. And eight was um, that really hot topic, peaceful transfer of power. So uh, they started with the pandemic. I thought Kamala Harris came right out of the box on that one. She just, I thought she kind of nailed it. And he looked, um, Pence looked a little... um, you know, he had a smile on, but he was he looked a little pale and anemic and his response was kind of off the That's mark. That's what he always and, looks like. Yeah. Well, well you know they, <laughs> I listened to it on the radio, so I didn't see any of it. I did you know, check the news when I got up this morning and they were like I saw some some pictures and I was like, My God, Pence looks like he's been bitten by a vampire. He just looked like his eyes seemed super red and yeah. You know, he just seemed kind of ashen. And I don't know if that's just like, oh, that was a bad pick or whatever. But like, did he did he look that way through the whole debate? Yeah, I mean, it, l- it might have been the lighting guys, but I, maybe he's got a virus because, you know, that often gives you pink eye. So maybe he's got the he's got the he's got the plague or something. But, yeah, he was kind of, yeah. he, you know, and he he recited stuff, talking points, but they often weren't. I'll just say this generally. It didn't seem like they were always responsive to the question. So. But the pandemic, um, where, not. Yeah. where he went with that was, you know, she nailed sort of all the statistics and they knew and they didn't tell us. And, you know, think of what yeah. you do, you'd do if you if you knew ahead of time and you could you could plan. But his response was sort of more along the lines of you seem to be blaming the American heroes that got us through this and the healthcare workers, which she was blaming no, them. You know, directly. He said, um, he said uh, you're blaming the American people. Yeah. Yeah. And I, w- I yeah. was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, he uh, he was really uh, – to use doing well towing the party line, I can say that. Like he was yeah. he yeah. was saying uh, – she was like, yeah, the administration uh, did this. He was like, how dare you say the American people ha- weren't doing their best yeah. to – and not working together. Yeah, because we, because the American people as a as a whole have not been working together to save each other at all, yeah. at all. Well, healthcare workers are, and so. people that work in grocery stores are, and you know, okay. there's a lot of people that are keeping this country together right now. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. but but it, a lot there are a lot of people parties. that are just not yeah. not. No, they're just I'm just talking about the people. There are a lot of people that just aren't wearing masks oh, yes. and not caring. Yes. So like they, there are so many like look at the the Rose Park Garden meeting where Mike Lee is on video, like hugging people and everything. And it's just like the American people. Just if you take just the normal non-leadership American people, just the population, there is a very large section of the population that does not care. And is not trying to do anything 
to help stop this. I get a That's, lot of pe- people apologizing to me, telling me, I, you know, I'm sorry, I don't have my mask on. Do do I need it? And it's like, yes, hmm. <laughs> it's inter- you know, in the public domain, you know, in stores and things, small business yes. owners. Yeah, it's- you're in public. There's a <laughs> pandemic. Yes, you need a mask. Yeah, but it's, so, it's sort so of like while because the- I'm older, I think. I'm sorry, Mike. I was just saying because I'm older, they sort of look at me like I don't protect anybody else. Do you need me to protect you? <laughs> so, yeah. Hmm. So, so <laughs> d- during the debate, I was driving, you know, I was on the road pretty much the whole time. And I stopped at one point during the, uh, the debate because I had to, you know, use the facilities. And, uh, so I get out and I start walking into the rest area in the mass pike and I realized, crap, I forgot my mask. And I'm like, uh, you know, and like, so I resorted to the simple expedient of like tucking my nose and mouth into my shirt, you know, and it's like, that's not right. And I mean, that's, that's not good enough for the long term, but for like to run to the restroom and do my business and leave, it was okay. But like, even then it's like. Like you can, one can find ways to be considerate of other people's health and safety. Yeah. Um, the thing about, about him saying, how dare you criticize the American people? Like, well, Hey, genre, you, you're absolutely right. I hadn't sort of thought about that spin because it struck me just as a cheap rhetorical ploy. Like your administration's doing a terrible job. What? How dare you criticize everyone watching this debate? Who's a voter? <laughs> Folks at home, how do you feel about her saying that you suck? <laughs> I mean, it was a good turn. Yeah, uh, he did a it was a good. I mean, like it was smart. It's just being a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, I am censoring myself. Anytime <laughs> you hear me speaking, that, like this whole summer, I am fiercely censoring myself right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and it's it's what. Pence kind of has to do in his position because, you know, he can't just trot out, uh, wow, this went really well, or, uh, you know, we've got all these achievements. You know, he's like, hey, President Trump restricted travel to China. It's like, yeah, he restricted it. He didn't cut off all air travel from China. He just cut off some of it. But yeah, anyway, he cut off he cut off travel from mainland China for uh, for non-American citizens. Right. He allowed travel for American citizens from mainland China and all travel from Hong Kong. And family. And family of Americans. And family. Uh Yeah, that is not cutting off. And that is one of the reasons why people were calling him xenophobic. Yeah. Because it was specifically for Chinese citizens. It was for foreigners. (laughs) As we, first. as we say in the Republican Party, not American. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, the the actual quote from Pence was, "You say the American people failed." Yeah. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Oh, you jerk. Well, <laughs> and, and 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 he, you know, kept going over his time. That was the first time he messed with the moderator. So it was like, oh, okay. So Kamala Harris can't just sort of quickly rejoin. No, I'm criticizing you and your boss. Not the uh, not the entire American people. But yeah. 
I was going to say the next section, I didn't take a lot of notes on because neither one of them answered the question, which is, you know, have you had a discussion with uh, the president or the potential president about, you know, transfer of power, given the ages of, you know, the possible presidents? And neither one of them really answered that. (laughs) That they talked to him is just sort of and actually Kamala did something interesting. She used the moment to give all her credentials and explain why she's um, of substantial merit to be a vice president. I thought she she really shined in that moment that she was telling the American people, look, I've done this. I've done that. I was here. You know, I'm on the intelligence committees. I have this breadth of knowledge. And I think that's the first time that really the American people would have heard that if you were listening to the debate. Yeah. Anyone who hadn't who who hadn't been paying attention during the Democratic primary, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the three of us were aware like, oh, no, Kamala Harris actually has some useful experience and is is qualified to be president, you know, but (laughs) most people like, (laughs) I mean, uh, how do you pronounce that name? It seems Fern. I mean, the 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 debates really uh, like just to just in general, like just to, to make like the debates really are about presenting the candidates to the american people because really the people that are paying attention to the primaries are core party members and people that are plugged into the news most people are not watching the primaries yeah it's the debate like most yeah these are this is for the general american voter this is to introduce and show what the candidates are just like the the party conventions those are the the coming out parties. This is the okay. So here's who we are, like to the general public. So yeah, this she would have. It's good that she went through her credentials, um, even though people should know about them. But yeah. you know, but that was she people got to work. You know, I think people. I hope people were still watching at that point because that was only the second, <laughs> the second issue. But because people only yeah. watch the first part of it right usually i guess debates they, mostly they, people watch the first half hour yeah. yeah and if it's not fun they turn to something else so oh god i'll get into that later but yeah sure um the, so, the yeah, third, so. third topic mm-hmm. did you want to say something why i'm sorry Mike. no go ahead so the third topic was the economy and you know it was the debate about sort of obama leaving the economy in good shape and um trump riding that Versus, you know, the jobs lost and, you know, people who follow this closely kind of know that there was a a swell and then, you know, the recent pandemic has really damaged the economy. I I think Uh the actual net jobs is less at this point. Uh, Am I right? You guys know that that Trump's correct. Yeah. So that was basically the argument. I I thought they both did a good job sort of. Um, carrying the water for the party. I mean, mm. I I do I think Trump revved up the economy. He did it sort of by giving everybody money who's wealthy. But you know, the stock market is not the working class. So, no, it certainly is not. <laughs> the it, uh, the the thing that struck me about that was, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> the thing that struck me about that was that the uh, 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 Vice President Pence touted how, you know, yeah, we lost a lot of jobs when the, when the pandemic first hit, but so many of them have come back. 
you know, and, you know, we anticipate the recovery to continue. And it's like, uh, no, that's probably, that's probably not going to happen uh, because the jobs that could easily, you know, switch to working online or were easy to, to, to bring back uh, in person, that's happened. The low-hanging fruit has been gathered. So now uh, those other jobs aren't going to come back without, uh, something more extensive happening to change the situation. Yeah. And, and that's, you're calling it job creation and it's not, it's yeah. job reclamation. Oh, right. that's a good one. Yeah. Well, and you look around, I just look around the Western mass and all the, all the businesses that are slowly, but surely, uh, giving up the ghost and what it will take to bring back those, you know, the small restaurants and the, and the little boutique shops and, you know, and nobody has any money. Really? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, oh, it's, believe me, it's something I'm thinking about. <laughs> yeah. And you're in a better position than, than most of us. Um, that sort of, you know, the hollowing out of all these small businesses. I mean, I can't imagine that this isn't going to take years to recover from. I'm thinking about five years. Five years. I'm thinking the, the entire first term of Biden is going to be reclamation and re reconstruction. Um, and the second term uh, or the first uh, Harris term, hopefully Biden, I'm hoping Biden only serves one term. But uh, the the next four years are going to be about um, <clears throat> about building out again. But I think it's going to take a few years to really dig ourselves out of this hole, especially since we're probably like eight months out from an actual widespread uh, um, uh, uh, what's it called when you the injection uh, uh, oh, vaccine vaccine. Yeah, vaccine. No, we're probably like eight months out from like a, a vaccine being available to the entire American public. And then after and everybody needs to take it and after right. it needs to take hold and there's going to be a whole uh, campaign for education about the vaccine and there's going to be a whole thing about if people should be required to take it or not. And there's going to be a whole debate and argument from anti-vaxxers about if they if they want to or not, or if it's dangerous or not. Misinformation. It's going to well, be a long time before we're even posed to start rebuilding. And Sue, uh, you know, you with the background in actual, you know, biomedical research and so forth. Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, if there's a vaccine that's developed. Uh, eight months from now, that would be lightning fast, like a warp speed uh, improvement on the development of any vaccine ever in human history before this. I, I, and, I think so. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe smallpox when they when the um, dairy farmers figured out that if you got cowpox, you wouldn't get smallpox. Well, that, that's inoculation. <laughs> that's a that's a different thing. Yeah, but, but the, I just. It, that was pretty oh, yeah. quick. The dairy maids figured that one out quickly. But yeah, no, five, eight, ten years. Some things we still don't have vaccines for, and we've been working on them for years. So, you know, absolutely. And also, again, as just as the coronavirus itself is, you know, novel, this is also the the vaccine. Uh, whatever vaccine is developed will be novel. 
Yeah, and new, so, new approaches. Yep. Yeah, right. Well, so the, so well, just the the you know the anti-vaxxers are going to have more ammunition in their quiver because they'll able to say accurately, how do we really know this is going to work? This has been rushed out as fast as possible. We haven't had the chance to do years of clinical trials to really work out the kinks. There could be unanticipated issues, uh, or we don't really know how well it's actually going to work, how safe it, it's really going to be in the general population, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah, uh, the suspicion it, it, will be high. Right, and, and, and there'll be more grounds for it, which is part of what's so... Uh, like, like we're going to have to exhaust you know, social and political capital pushing this vaccine if it, when it, whenever it exists. And there's the not impossible situation that it'll be like, oh, whoops, actually, whoops. Yeah. You know, so. So uh, I think, you know, people it, 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 years. Well, there is one thing, hold on, there is one thing that the, that uh, there was, Pence actually posed the question to, or someone posed the question to, to Harris, um, if they, like, would, would you trust the, would you, You've said that you wouldn't take the vaccine if the Trump administration provided it. And she's like, no, I would take it if the scientists said it was fine. I would not take it if Trump said it was fine. I thought that was a good response to clean up something she'd said earlier. Yeah. 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 And and that I think that's sort of the the bottom line of it. But I do think we're in a suspicious time. I do think that there's a lot of. Um, conspiratorialists and part of it's we're living in a bit of a dark period you know almost like the dark ages a little bit you know and people are people are glomming on to suspicions i mean look at the power of QAnon. sort of scary yeah there is a there's an undercurrent here and i'm talking about all kinds of people you know not just the the crazy folks of QAnon, but there are there is a lot of suspicion and some of that i swear is russia in, in the uh, social media, you know, be really Part afraid, is, yeah. be really afraid. And that's, you know, that's going to be tough to com combat. What number of what number are we on right now? Because we only have like a few minutes. Left. All right. So we still have burned through a lot of time. Yeah. Climate change relationship with China, Supreme Court, civil rights, peaceful transfer of power. You guys pick what's next. Because we can skip climate change uh, if you want, I don't, you know, or China. He, yeah, he just basically did, like ran over climate change. Yep, uh, he line. used most of his time on climate change to to hit back on like some criticism she had with him. He did all that a lot, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah. when you when when everything you know to do with your job performance is terrible, the last thing you want to do is talk about your job. Performance, so. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Supreme um, Court was interesting hmm. because uh, he kept pushing her to say like if they're going to pack the court or not, and then she re she was ready for that with a whole f thing about Abraham Lincoln and him not appointing a a, a justice before the election. And blah blah blah, and she completely ran over the question. She she did. They both were very good at filibustering. Yeah. Um, and then later, didn't so. she come back to that and said, "We can talk about packing the court." <laughs> and she explained. Well, what that's what led the into federal, the. Yeah. yeah, that's what well. She, that's what that's what led. Oh, and the uh, yeah, that's what led into her whole thing about Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. And twenty-seven days before the election. He refused to appoint a Supreme Court justice because yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, good point. Blah, blah, blah. Yep.
<laughs> well, and he, he started historically, he said 29 times, you know, he started with sort of our my party's talking points. And I thought she addressed it really well. She said, well, let's get into the specifics on the 29 mm-hmm. times. And here's one time in eight, was it 1860? So, yeah. 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 That was, that was a good response. I, uh, you know, overturning Obamacare was the focus of the, the democratic point of view was that we're going to overturn and all the po- folks with pre existing conditions, um, mm-hmm. He never really gave a plan. The The argument is that there is a plan somewhere. And actually, I heard um, Santorum say that this morning. Oh, yeah, there's all kinds of plans on health care. And I'm like, why don't we know what they are? <laughs> why do they let him speak? That was one <laughs> Why of, is he still a thing? Rick well, Santorum? Done- yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. But let's let's not get distracted. We, we're, OK. <laughs> We've only got a couple of minutes left in this segment, so let's let's finish talking about the the, the actual right, right, right. topics in the debate. The yeah. I would say I would say that the thing that struck me listening to the debate was um, uh, not Candy Crowley. Sorry, what was her Susan name? Page. Susan, Susan Page. Susan Page. Yeah. So uh, Ms. Page said, "Okay, so you know the the government is trying to uh, uh, repeal Obamacare." Uh, and th- the name of the case, by the way, is California v. Texas. So if, if our listeners are curious about that. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, she said, so, uh, Vice President Pence, what's the your plan for dealing with uh, uh, pre-existing conditions once you get rid of Obamacare? What, you know, tell us your plan. Go. And he did not. <laughs> He just went on more about court packing and refused to let the go. I was like, why won't you answer the question? Why won't you answer the question? And I, I got to say, I was a little frustrated when Kamala Harris just once say, like, uh, she asked you about your plan. You've had four years and, you know, this is a big deal. And you keep talking about how important it is. So clearly you must have a plan you're super proud of. So why don't you share it with us now? And Yeah. Well, she did not kill him off. I I think that was calculated. Civil rights, you know, that was one of the uh, almost the last topic, but that ability to really Yeah, that's call, uh, that call. that was when I stepped out of the car, so I yeah. missed that bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, they asked the usual questions and she talked about um justice and and it was sort of interesting because Pence both said that she was overzealous as a as a um uh, Attorney General of California, and mm-hmm. she also is really liberal. It was sort of an odd argument uh, that he kind of juxtaposed that. But I thought she did a good job speaking about, you know, what happened to Brianna and also um, Floyd, Brianna Taylor and George Floyd. I thought she did a pretty good job of sort of nailing another nail in the uh, argument about Trump and, you know, white supremacists. And he, I don't know what you guys thought of it, that piece of it. I think she kind of moved from Breonna Taylor uh, to George Floyd because George Floyd is a better, a a more politically advantageous example of the white supremacy that's prevailing in the police uh, and not Breonna Taylor. Because Breonna Taylor, there was a court case, uh, the people were found innocent, and she doesn't want to necessarily hit the, the the justice system yeah uh 
the uh George Floyd is clear, it's clear cut, someone killed him. Yep. The uh there, there's this whole question about like no knock warrants and if the and the guy fired first and yeah. there it's it, Brown and Taylor's uh is 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 messy politically. So it's a good that that's probably why she was like, Yeah, and and George Floyd, you know, like you know we could so, watch him murdered. George Floyd. Right. There's video with George Floyd, so Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's much more easily digested. So there's a lot of legalese happening with Breonna Taylor right now. Right. So we're we're at our halfway point, I think. So we're gonna take a break in a moment. Uh, uh one last thing though. Just a, a, a small correction. Uh, the officers involved in the murder of Brianna Taylor weren't found innocent. They were simply not indicted by a grand jury. And in right. legal terms, no jeopardy attached to that. So, like, they could still be uh, uh, put on trial for that. There's no, there's no actual finding of, of, of guilt or innocence there. So, so right. not, not indicted yet. <laughs> right. So Basically. Anyway, we're going to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs and keep the FCC off our backs. And then uh, we'll be back with more civil politics in the second half where we'll talk about the broader uh, impressions of the debate. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. Science is real from the Big Bang to Join me for Evidence-Based Radio Friday nights from 6 to 7 p.m. to learn more about science and skepticism. You can email questions or topic requests to evidencebasedradio at gmail.com. 
That's Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still talking with uh, Sue Timberlake and John Roberts about the vice presidential debate, which was on this past Wednesday. And uh, yeah, so um, uh, much more substantive than the first debate uh, between uh, Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Uh, in no small measure because uh, uh, both candidates were allowed to speak in complete sentences for, you know, more than 10 seconds. Uh, so, you know, kudos there. But uh, more generally, uh, uh, beyond the actual specifics of what they said and the, the points they made, uh, there was how the debate operated and how they came across. And I'm curious to know uh, what you guys thought, uh, because as, as I mentioned, I was in my car, so I was listening the whole time. And so, uh, stuff about, for instance, uh, uh I, I did see people mentioning, uh, stuff about some fly in the room, I guess, or something, but uh, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> fine. The, 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 fl- the fly wasn't mic'd, so I didn't know it was there. <laughs> Uh, I've heard there's a happening. lot of merchandise been sold by the Biden campaign. So I'm a fly sure. swatter. Yeah, flies and sure. Yeah, there's a fly swatter that says truth over flies. Right. <laughs> Which yeah, we're w- let's let's not talk about that. I like just just so everybody knows, I have a very intense phobia of insects. And my house has been full of flies the entire summer for and we couldn't stop it. So Oof. uh uh, be trying to read and learn about the response to the debate online has been harrowing for me. <laughs> oh man, I'm so sorry. The, there are memes and pictures of flies. There are just people talking. Ugh. Yeah. So I can't. Anyway, um, let's go into uh, I, some stuff about the debate. I agree. So, so I just the uh, you know I didn't see all that. So also I didn't see. Like the way Kamala Harris was carrying herself, because I could I could hear when they talked, and I thought you know she was saying sensible things and was speaking well, but like part of it was like her demeanor. Uh, uh, I saw like a couple of clips of her speaking because uh, uh, I saw a couple of reviews that were saying oh she was great, and a couple of them were saying oh my god Kamala Harris is the worst, you know she's so snarky and you know etc cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, she's such a woman when she's up there being a woman. And uh, <laughs> basically. basically. And, and I thought, oh, yeah, OK. It, it did land differently watching her listen to him and, and seeing how she emoted while she was talking. Uh, but I thought she uh, – uh, I thought both of them sounded like, you know, human beings with functioning, you know, cerebral cortexes who were capable of – of having a point and 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 getting it out there. So, you know, in that respect, they were fairly evenly matched. But you guys had a different perspective. And, John, I know you also have thoughts about the narrator, uh, 
net moderator. So yeah, take um, us away. There are there there were a lot of interesting parts. Um, I usually uh, live stream during debates uh, on my Twitch channel, but there I wasn't because uh, I wasn't feeling well last night. So I was watching someone else's Twitch channel and Twitch is uh, live streaming video or a person talking about stuff or playing video games. And there is a live chat so you can type to other people. One of the things that really got to me when and this, this is a more left leaning chat uh, uh, in, in this in this person's uh, channel, a lot of people were were really mad at Susan Page uh, for not controlling the debate more. People were saying, like, cut their mic. Why isn't she pushing on this? Why isn't she doing this or this? And that's not her job. And I really want to stress this. Like, I, like personally, I think the CPD, the Con Commission on Presidential Debates, I think that they should have more control over what's going on the candidates and the campaigns to um argue and uh and come to a resolution like a, a resolution about what rule what the rules are going to be how much time is going to be what the what the time is going to be about this debate she actually chose the the topics and she did not let the candidates know uh so they, it was a complete surprise for them. They didn't know what they were going to get into. Unlike Chris Wallace's debate when he released the uh, the questions early. Um, so that was interesting. But the, the thing I really want to say is there are rules that she has to follow. And I actually said that to someone like there are there are rules that she is bound by as the moderator that the campaigns both agreed to. And the per and this other person said, well, why does she have to do that? She's already on. She's already in the debate. What are they going to do? Fire her? That's stupid. <laughs> well, because you get to do the debate because they trust Dumb. you. Yeah. Yeah. They plus she would sully the name of the CPD. Yeah. The campaigns wouldn't do them anymore. They just would be like, oh, so you can't control your moderators, even though we agreed to these rules, even though their candidates do not follow the rules. So I think the CPD should uh, institute rules that they think are best would control the candidates and say, if you don't do these, then we aren't having debates and they should be common sense. And one thing is they should be able to cut mics. They should, but they can't. So anybody listening that's like really mad at Susan Page, she did the best job that she could. And she actually was on a few interviews, and I will post those on the website, civilpoliticsradio.com, with this show. Uh, she had a few interviews on CNN and with uh, USA Today, where she is the, a reporter. And uh, one of her quotes was, I think the goal of a moderator is to try, in my view, ask a narrow question in the hope of getting answer. That was often less successful than I hoped and let and let the candidates take it over and debate amongst themselves. It is a debate among them that I was trying to facilitate. She was trying to ask, she actually asked really directed questions. One of them was your candidate, like, uh, to Pence and, and Harris, your, uh, you, your candidate has specific views on abortion. If you won, 
or if if uh, if the Supreme Court took away Roe Roe versus Wade, and uh, th- that means the power for abortion abortion would be left to the states. What would you want your, your home state, state to do? Yeah. Exactly. Yep. What would you and so Indiana and California. Yeah. Yep. Indiana, California. Harris said, "Yeah, it's a choice, and I'd want that to happen." Very direct. That's what she said. Pence ran over the question completely. Yeah. He did not answer. Yeah, and you got to see that, and that's what that's what the debate's for, that you can actually see that he's not going to answer that question. <laughs> Exactly. She yeah. also said, in this case, I was really there to help voters get illumination about those candidates. And when they, they answered the questions I asked, I thought that was illuminating. And when they refused to answer the questions I asked, I thought that was also illuminating. It's not about me. It wasn't, it wasn't even really about the campaigns. It was, what do voters need to see or hear to help them make their big decision in this coming week? And I think that is the most important thing. Like, I didn't think that I thought she did a good job within the circumstances within that the she rules. was put in. Yep, within the rules. She She's was bound. If the campaigns want to just be jerks and not follow their own rules, that is one thing. But the moderator has to follow those rules. And she said, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Vice President. Thank you, Mr. Vice President. But she can't say, shut the hell up, Mr. Vice President, because that's she's not allowed to do that. Well, right. and and she, so that's and, my whole thing about that. And she did say, like, <laughs> my job here is to enforce the rules. So, like, yes. you know, she can't uh, uh, do that and then break the rules. That's yeah. right. Well, uh, another thing I wanted to say was the... Oh, hang on, John. Uh, com- what did you say, Sue? Oh, sorry. Oh, so I was just going to ask you, do you know how they treated Chris Wallace, that same stream? Did they have the same complaints that he couldn't stop um, Trump from running over Biden? That was on on the Wallace debate. I was actually on my own stream. Oh, so you don't so know. I yeah. didn't see there were uh, there. But just through this season, they they and especially. Yeah. A lot of people were saying they need same, to they need to criticism. cut the mics. She's he's not. But he was a little stronger with the candidates. But I think also she actually got a, to that point a couple times and she said, Mr. Vice President, you need to stop. Like you've agreed to these rules. Equal time. Yeah, they didn't interrupt each other as much. They did, but not as much. Not so as much. She didn't have to rise to that level of basically saying, "Shut the hell up! We're doing this. I'm the moderator." You know. So, and I also, it, I think it's because it's more acceptable because because he's a guy. Yeah, I was just going to yeah. say the the female thing. So, do you think people had bad feelings about? Um, Pence because of the way he talked over both of them even though he was polite yeah. he basically took extra time and um, you, you were saying was, that, yeah sorry I was uh, you were telling me on the break when we were talking about her before the we went on the air that I thought I saw the number where they said they had the exact same amount of time almost to the hundredth of a second and, mm-hmm. and I didn't believe it but you you picked up on something I missed which was that Susan Page actually kept giving Kamala Harris a rebuttal. Exactly. And so they and he, act- she actually gave the vice president rebuttals as well. Yeah. Because she, Kamala Harris was was uh, filibustering as well. Yeah. And the, the time actually was equal, you thought. So I didn't mm-hmm. believe it when I saw that chart. But you say you, th- you, you, you could figure that Kamala Harris was given extra time. 
So to make up the for the amount it. of times that she said, "You get extra time, uh, you fifteen seconds to respond." This is, and she actually was very, very accurate on how much time each person would get. Uh, I think, if I remember correctly, there is a cl- there were clocks above, like for her to show them, like show her like how much time had passed for each one. Oh, nice. Uh, there were times when she said, uh, Senator Harris or, or yeah, Senator Harris, you can respond. And, and Harris got like two minutes because, uh, Pence just kept talking and they, so she was very, very good at making sure that both candidates got enough time and they both, they actually both were able to get most of their points out, like in full sentences without and then she would move on and she actually got to all of her points yeah. like all 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 of the things plus that extra one from the from the the little kid yeah the great <laughs> oh, right. at the, at the end. end i completely forgot you know, that like one. why yeah. can't we get along basically it's why can't we get along can you get along it's the it's the say something nice about the other persons yeah <laughs> well <laughs> it, it, it's the, the 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 kid in eighth grade is like, oh my god, why are all the grown-ups fighting? This sucks. And it's like, yeah, kid, yep, yep, that that yeah, that's a legit response from from a, from a, a young person, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, uh, I couldn't find the actual rules. Like I was, I've been trying to find the actual like agreed upon rules, like a list of the rules for the debates, but I can't. I don't think I don't know if they've released. Maybe if they, they don't release them. Publish them. I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, there's a weird person sneezing at the end too, or making noise. Oh yeah. And they were literally saying "achu." <laughs> so I think they were. I think they were trying to mess things up, but it really didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Um, the last thing I want to say is that uh, Harris is incredibly good at couching an attack within an answer because she answered like most of the questions. And so in the middle of those answers, she would be like, and the administration didn't do this and this and this. But this is why I'm going to do this, this and this. Like she was really like sandwiching like <laughs> it's kind of like the criticism sandwich. Yep. Yeah. That you that people just, like a good thing, then a bad thing, and then a good thing. Like she was like res- beginning of response. These guys suck. End of response. It was yep. very very good. Very good. Like her foreign policy is about relationships and. I loved that. <laughs> yeah. I lo- that was really good. That was really really good. Um, and very true. Yeah. Uh, and very and she looked at the camera more than Pence, uh, which I, again, which I think is very important. Um, the, uh, when talking about the Supreme court and, and the California versus Texas, she was like, yeah. So if you have this wrong, this wrong, if you have a pre-existing condition, they're coming for you. Yep. Yeah. She said, they're coming for you. That's yeah. powerful. Or like that's invoking fear. Yeah. You and they're like, like, wait, you can't do that. That's our gig. Exactly. <laughs> and I didn't know that they were like for free to your college and free state college. If you make under 120 K, yeah. I didn't know that. That's great. Yeah. That's, that's, that's Bernie's excellent. plan. Well, it's a, a modification yeah. of Bernie's plan. You know, Mike, you were talking about not watching it and I was watching a talking head this morning, talk about it. And he said he watched the uh, debate without sound, which he always does. I think it was Anderson Cooper. And 
And I agreed with what he said, which is that Kamala Harris was loose and smiling and very Mm -hmm. comfortable. Pence was not warm or sunny, which he normally is very warm and sunny. So, you know, that is. Well, he's to the to the audience, to the microphone. Yeah, he's he's kind of a talk show hosty guy. You know, he usually has that sort of, um, you know, I'm a good guy and we all you know, we all love God kind of thing. So I I thought that was interesting that they were saying that that's what they saw. And once they said it, I, I could see it, too, that she was loose and, and smiling. And they were saying I, oh, um, yeah. Yeah. that Pence normalized conservatism, but didn't really address the failings of the Trump administration yeah, and, and that Harris dealt well with being talked over. In fact, um, Van Jones, um, I thought, did a really nice piece on Kamala Harris had to reach the bar of can a black woman be vice president? And I think she made that cut. You know, that's kind of what the debate was about for her was to show that she could be a potential president. And she yeah. and she met the bar. You know, she handled him. If Pence is one of their best sort of debaters, you know, having been a talk show host and, you know, carried the um, evangelical water for years that she she clearly met him toe, toe to toe. And that's a big deal. That's a that's a historic will, first. I will just say in terms of uh, uh, Pence, of course, did a debate four years ago with uh, what was his name? At, Tim uh, Kaine. Uh, Tim Kaine. Right. Right. The the the, the forgettable person Clinton picked. Um, uh, I do remember. Uh, my mom said that, you know, Mr. Pence seemed more presidential. He seemed more relaxed and, 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 and collected than Tim Kaine did. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and I agree. Tim Kaine, Tim, Kaine, terrible choice. Tim Kaine was, was unimpressive and, and Kamala Harris was much better than Tim yeah. Kaine. And also Mike Pence, uh, again, like I didn't watch it in real time. I just listened to it. But, uh, if the, the, the photos I saw are accurate, I yeah I think you're right Sue I think he's he's ill because he just seemed kind of you know uh, one thing I that saw are on... Rudy Giuliani's bitten him and you know like... <laughs> one thing I saw on Twitter uh, Michael Jollett I think he's I don't it was just this random thing I'll I'll post it but right. he said she was she was trying to hold back because because she could have gone for the jugular. Oh, she's capable she has of that. the ability, but yep. she was trying to hold back because she didn't want to see, be seen as an angry woman. And Pence was playing up the patronizing CEO thing. And I promise you, every woman in America noticed my <laughs> wife just now. <laughs> like she and other people are being like, she she can't seem like an angry black woman. Yeah, she can't. And that's something that all like all black people have to deal with. We can't seem angry uh, um, like at all. Abby Phillips. Or else we're dangerous. Yeah, people can use that against us. Abby Phillips, who's a commentator for CNN, a black woman who's very she's I think she's up and coming. We'll see. Um, but she said, yes, steady, stable, executed the plan. Can't seem like a black woman because she'd be mm-hmm. immediately dismissed. So she they were talking about threading the needle and that Kamala Harris thread the needle perfectly. So interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Are we going to talk about whether or not Trump and um, Biden are going to debate? <laughs> uh, we don't. We. I mean, we only have a few minutes, but like maybe they're going to have a virtual debate. They've they've released that. It's happening. Oh, like so it's going to be the, the town hall is going to be a virtual debate because they're like Trump is still. He sick. looks sick. 
Yeah. <laughs> we don't need him. He's still he's still infected. Yeah. He might feel good, but he's been injected with steroids. Steroids makes you feel great. I think that's why he's <laughs> a little for a while. Yeah. manic at the moment. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was tweeting up a storm the other day. It was crazy. Okay. Like more so than usual. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. But, um, she, uh, but yeah, the, um, they're going to do a virtual debate and Trump was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. And that's probably because he's scared. Well, well, if, if he doesn't do it, I think, I think Joe Biden will be the beneficiary of that because nobody wants to watch that debate again, that first one. <laughs> nobody. Yeah, they should just have him on TV with an empty screen behind him or yeah. in, in, like on the side saying like, I'm here. I'll answer your questions. Yeah. And I, then because the, it's a town hall, it's just going to be questions from the audience uh, for the most part. So he can just answer the questions. That's it. Huh? No, good point. Yeah. Good point. Uh, uh, <clears throat> We'll probably see. There's one thing we missed in the debate, and it was a couple of times Pence kept saying that Biden was going to ban fracking, and he and he isn't. I mean, the Green New Deal does, but Biden hasn't really accepted that. And and Kamala Harris had to yeah. sort of toe that line of what she was in favor of, but now she's Joe's the one setting the policy, yeah. and so yeah. she she had to sort of defend the policy that she doesn't subscribe to. But she, I thought she did a fine job. I, yeah. I, I actually thought there were a couple of missed opportunities there for her to like uh, turn back. things well to tur- to turn things around and to, uh, uh, you know like like to point out things like oh yeah no absolutely job creation super important by the way the fracking industry is is losing money and you know since it's a for profit business it's not going to be creating jobs uh, for long or really ever going forward because it's it's not worth the you know it costs more than it's worth to do that um but you know and and other stuff as well but but your your points about how you know uh she doesn't want to seem like too difficult or uppity or whatever combination of you know race and gender and other qualities that might come across uh that might turn off voters so you know uh uh the 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 sort of rhetorical freewheeling that might be available to me as a you know a, a white dude with with my height and and accent and whatnot just it's it's a different uh, calculation for her so yeah just like yeah. Obama was careful he was very yeah. careful on race until he finally gave a speech on race but he he kind of had to but yeah he he was always sort of picking a medium a medium approach. So and yeah. she's so capable capable of going in for the kill. We've seen it. You know, if she wanted to, she could have. Uh, yeah. Well, and and uh, actually, so circling back for a second, uh, the whole question about like, wow, well, she was enforcing the rules, and like, cut her mic. You know, force them to to talk more about what they're. You know, answer your question and whatnot. And just uh, the, I don't know if it if you really want to call this a debate or just some kind of discussion or whatever. But whatever, however you wish, one wishes to describe this format, it is not an examination. You know, it is not an interrogation. It's not an interview. It's not uh, uh, the sort of thing where Kamala Harris could use her experience as a prosecutor to like grill somebody or whatever. You know, like right. like uh, uh, Ms. Page just didn't have, you know, a. Uh, uh, not the mandate. It just it, that's not the kind of thing it is. It's just 
you know, that's not what goes on. So kind of a dance. It's, it's, right. And and I think she's right. The focus should be on them, like and what they say, and them in, and and the candidates interacting, and not so much on me as the ringmaster. So that's going to wrap it up for civil politics for tonight. Uh, we've got a great mix of music coming up uh, after this on Valley Free Radio, uh, starting with Subculture at eight, then Table of Contents, followed by OK Asia at midnight, and other good stuff going into the wee small hours. Uh, we'll have a podcast up over the weekend, and uh, um, yeah, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back with more Civil Politics next week. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.